Schoolish of greetings to all of you. <laughs> Those tunes are courtesy of the awesome Bobby Mackey, and I'm, of course, your host, Tessa Morrow. Thank you so much for coming over, listening to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast, making us part of your day. In Louisville, Kentucky, or close to Louisville, stands tall and proud a railroad trestle bridge built in the late 1800s, and below it is the Pope Lick Creek. It is here that people believe that the Popelic monster lives. Is it part man, part pig, part bear? No stupid, it's man, bear, pig. <laughs> Sorry, just a little bit of South Park humor there. The Popelic monster is a legendary beast. He's part man, part sheep, and part goat. He's disturbingly deformed, masses of thick fur covering his legs, alabaster skin, wide set eyes, and he has the sharpest of horns crudely protruding from his forehead. Urban legend goes that this malicious, evil, cruel intentions of a creature will hypnotize people, luring them onto the bridge above, onto the train tracks, and guess what? A train is coming, and boom! Train, me unsuspecting person. Another way this monster lures his victims to their deaths is by mimicking voices familiar to them. Sarah, come over here. Look what I found. Look what I found. Look what I found. Then, when the soon-to-be victim enters the area, the monster shows its true, ugly, disgusting self kind of reminds me of Alaska's Kushtaka. Death comes quickly via train. Many stories are tied to the Pope Lick monster. If trespassers dare to step foot on the bridge, the monster will come at you, wielding a blood-stained rusty old axe, forcing people to jump off that bridge. That's a pretty far drop down below, folks. It's about 90 feet. And from start to finish, the trestle is a whopping 772 feet. There's no outrunning a full-speed locomotive. Again, it's quite the drop down below. One story, gotta love the urban legends, right? As there's several. One story is that this human-goat hybrid type animal thing was part of a traveling circus and that he narrowly escaped one day when the train derailed on the Popelik trestle due to a lightning incident. It's believed that the monster was the only living survivor, and he made his home here at Popelik Creek. And yet another story. Many believe that this monster is the reincarnation of an evil, sadistic, demented goat farmer who would sacrifice his goats so he can have satanic powers. And yet another story is that Pope Lick Monster was the town's old chemist who was 
horrifically disfigured, his face being horribly burned after an explosion. This turned him into a hermit and a very angry man. And you know, when I mentioned trespassers before, that's exactly what people are when they enter this land, as it is indeed private property. So, don't go. Access denied. Access denied indeed. Time and time again, thrill-seeking trespassers go on to the trestle, and sadly, some don't make it out alive. In fact, one year, I was in Louisville, going to Waverly Hills with my good friend, and someone at the sanatorium told us that just a few months earlier, there was a death there at the bridge. And a young couple were supposed to take part in a tour And I guess they had some free time, like a couple hours to burn. So they thought instead of just sitting in the car waiting, which me and my friend did, (laughs) they ended up going to the bridge to do a little investigation of their own. And unfortunately, one of them didn't make it out alive. It was a guy and a gal, say John and Jane Doe. They went to investigate the Pope Lick monster and Jane Doe never saw the light of day again. We went, if I recall, either in July or August, and this woman, this poor woman, was killed in April of that same year, 2016. While searching for the monster, she was hit by a train. Her boyfriend barely made it. He was hanging on to the side of the trestle, no easy feat, as it shakes immensely as the train is barreling past. I read in an article involving an interview with a lone survivor that her boyfriend, he was saying that he still sees her body flying through the air. It was all supposed to be just an innocent quick trip. The survivor just wanted to take a quick picture or two, but the poor woman who met her death here grabbed his hand excitedly, claimed she really wanted to investigate this, check this thing out. She read a crazy myth online and she wanted to see what it was all about. And that's exactly what they did. And they never heard the train coming. That's the thing. Suddenly they look up and there it is, 40 feet ahead of them, coming at full speed. When the woman told us this, there was a sadness in the air. It was very unfortunate. And it's not the only time it's happened. Monster or not, it's a dangerous area. In fact, I had wanted to go there myself. Being in Louisville and so close to the site, curiosity had definitely settled in. However, the private property thing is a huge deal to me. And when I investigate somewhere, I damn well am sure that I'm doing it legally. So I was thwarted off by that. But my friend, who's very familiar with the area as he's lived there for years, he said, well, you know, let's at least take a drive. No harm. You could just see it from the car. So I thought, okay, you know, we'll be in the car. No harm, no foul, right? Oh, God, boy, was I wrong. We are driving towards the area when suddenly a truck comes out of nowhere, almost like maybe he was on a side road or something with his lights off. And he puts his brights on and he starts following us. He's honking and... You guys, I swear, I'm not exaggerating. It sounded like the fucking horn from Jeepers Creepers. This truck is so close behind us that we cannot see the hood. That if my friend did even the slightest of taps on the brake, this mysterious madman of a driver would have slammed right into us. 
We are speeding, desperately trying to get away from this weirdo. I mean, is there a freak out there hiding in the shadows, chasing people who come close to the trestle? Or is it some bored local trying to get his rocks off, scaring people? Or... Is it the public monster itself terrorizing people? Whoever or whatever it was, I'm sure it was just some bored asshole out there. It did what it intended to do. It scared the hell out of us. We were close to the site. Apparently we were too close to the site, to that trestle. It's one of those things that I blocked out of my head. But as it was happening, I was terrified. Horrific thoughts ran through my head. Like, what if this guy's a serial killer? What if we wreck and die in some fiery crash? What if he buries us and we're never found? It's obvious, you know, that I've watched way too much true crime TV. But it's an event that I force myself to forget. And unless I see something regarding the area, such as the legendary monster, Public Monster, it comes right back to me. And I could still get goosebumps from that event. It was scary. And guess what, you guys? I'm putting it back in the vault. Besides the 2016 death of the woman that I just mentioned, many others have died here. In February of 1987, a Spalding University student was killed by a train while on that trestle. And just a few months later, a man who had jumped a year earlier from the bridge died from his wounds as well. On the trestle's base is spray-painted the words, JC, we love and miss you. That Spalding University student was JC. In 1994, a man was riding around on his ATV when suddenly it overturned on him while on the track, falling on him and trapping him, and then a train hit him, killing him immediately. And just six years later, in 2000, a 19-year-old man leapt to his death, went on the trestle, desperately trying to get out of the train's path. Four friends bore witness to this death. They recalled that the young man had made it halfway across the long bridge when a train suddenly appeared. He tried to hold on by moving to the side and holding on to a railroad tie, but he was violently shook and thrown off by the train's vibration. Seriously, folks, just, you know, don't do it. Don't go. Several trains pass through there every single day. I think they said like 15 to 20 or more. Day and night. So, so dangerous. It's not worth it. One girl who died up there was warned by her father a year earlier. Sweetie, don't go up there. It's just a myth. I know you probably hear about it all the time living here. Don't pay any attention to it. Just stay away from that trestle. A year after... She was told this. She would go up there, ignoring her father's pleas, and she paid the ultimate price. And then we have the event that happened just last year, May of 2019. Two girls were on the tracks when a train came barreling towards them, killing one girl, only 15 years old, young, and her friend was hurt and landed in the hospital. To me, what's scary about this urban legend is whether this mysterious legendary creature is real or not, many of deaths have taken place due to the legend itself. Where there is doubt whether the public monster exists and is a breathing, living creature, those deaths, well, they're excruciatingly real. According to the Federal Railroad Administration Office of Safety Analysis, 
In one year alone, Kentucky experienced 21 trespassers who were hit by passing trains, in which 10 were fatal. A retired train engineer shared in an article with Cour Courier Journal that saying he is haunted by the close calls atop the Eastern Jefferson County Bridge with the headlights from the heavy freight train illuminating frightened faces seconds before people jump for their lives. And people have experienced the train barreling towards them almost seemingly out of nowhere and survived to talk about it, share that the train shows itself just seconds before it's too late. They say that all was silent, then suddenly there it is, like a ghost train. But it's not a ghost train. It's a very, very real, very massive, very dangerous, very fast train. And the trestle is a vicious, unforgiving trestle. In fact, locals refer to it as the trestle of death. One may think, why not just run off it? Easy peasy, right? <laughs> you guys, it's not like Stand By Me, where the young boys are running for their lives off the bridge away from the train. And besides a few scratches, make it to the other side. The wooden ties are spaced with rather large gaps. This makes it impossible to run across that trestle. Even walking on it, people who have done it said it's an extreme challenge. You have to be looking down. You have to be very careful. Every single step matters. It's a challenge. The retired engineer says that it's a horrible, helpless feeling. It messed with this poor man so bad that he spent years in therapy. He said that when he would approach the deadly trestle, that he would sound the horn. Just to give you an idea of how not easy it is to stop a train unexpectedly, it takes up to a half a mile for the train to come to a complete stop. That's quite the distance. Well, in a car, obviously, we have much more control and a faster response rate. I can't imagine being on board the train and coming face to face with unsuspecting people. How terrifying that would be. Do they belong there? No. Are they trespassing? Yes. Do they deserve to die? No. The engineer shared that when they have to stop the train in these cases, all they can do is pull the emergency brakes and pray. Throughout his career, he has been involved in a whopping 43 collisions. While most were accidents, one was definitely intentional. He says that he saw a man step onto the tracks and lay down. Suicide by train. Now, Unlike the Mothman or the Jersey Devil, where there are documented cases and reported sightings of both creatures, including terrifying encounters, as we've learned in past episodes, there are no known sightings of the Pope Lick monster. Perhaps the only eyewitnesses who've had the unfortunate honor to see this beast are no longer living. So, I must ask, what's the obsession with walking across this notorious bridge? Apparently, part of the legend is that in order to see the Pope-like monster, or <clears throat> summon it, you must walk across the entire trestle. It is only then that you will see the Pope-like monster. It may not be the monster you encounter, though, folks. But a date with the train. In fact, a local filmmaker in town created a short film, I think it was like only 16 minutes or something, dedicated to the public monster and the trestle. This angered many people, including the people who deal with the trestle, not as trespassers, but because it's their job. It's like 
it was they were glamorizing the Popelik monster, enticing people to come. So in the beginning of the film, which it wasn't added, but because of the outrage, they did add it saying, you know, trespassers will be prosecuted. Do not go. You'll be arrested. This is private property, yada, yada, yada. But it didn't help. And in fact, the night of the movie premiere, two boys were arrested when they trespassed onto the land in the middle of attempting to climb onto the trestle. Better to be arrested and end up in the slammer for a night than to end up dead and in the morgue. After the movie came out, Norfolk Southern Railway, the owner of the trestle, put up fences along with no trespassing signs to try and ward off trespassers. But people keep going up there and people keep dying. As mentioned, just last year alone, there was a death. It's literally like Russian roulette when you go up on that trestle. Some firmly believe that Pope Lick waits for a train to be coming, which is quite often, and lures someone out there, and then from underneath the trestle, holds the victim down, trapping them, then boom, hit by a train. Before I end this, I'd like to send my condolences to the people who've lost a loved one on the Pope Lick trestle, the trestle of death. Most of the people were just so young, just looking for a thrill, many in their teens. Rest in peace, and again, you guys just stay away from those tracks. Seriously. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Haven't heard every single one yet? Oh, no need to cry, my good friends. Treat those ears and binge listen right now. Listen to every single episode heading over to any of the podcast platforms, such as Google Podcasts. Spotify, Deezer, TuneIn Radio, CastBox, wherever you may roam to listen to your other fantastic podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking somewhere in the background. <laughs> this week's special city shoutouts go to Payson, Arizona, Coconut Creek, Florida, Kansas City, Missouri, Pagosa Springs, Colorado, and Massillon, Ohio. You guys and gals, ghouls and vamps, spirits and phantoms, wraiths and goblins, each of you blood donors are super appreciated. Have a spooky story to share? Would you like to appear on a Paranormal Prowler podcast episode? Email me, Tessa, at Paranormal dotprowlers.podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. See you next.